Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. So we are in a series called Life in the Spirit. And we are looking at Acts um, chapter 8. Oh, Romans, sorry, now I'm getting it all mixed up. I'm going to speak out of Acts as well, but our main um, chapter for this whole series is out of um, Romans chapter 8. Yes. So the series is, it's a four-part sermon series, and um, we're going to, what we want to achieve with this series is that we want to look at what is the role the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. And that's why I mentioned Acts as well, because that chapter is about the Holy Spirit, right? What he does. So, but we are going to focus on Romans 8 today. And the whole idea, like I said, is for you guys to understand that you have victory in Christ and that you can have boldness in him as well and in your identity and renewed hope in your journey. So that is what I, my prayer is for you, that God will really speak to you about um, just the authority and the identity you have in him today. Okay, so I already said it's a four-part series, and I'm doing part two today. So last week, Matthew um, did part one of our Life in the Spirit series. And my part, part two, is titled United in the Spirit. And I'm specifically going to preach out of, it's out of Romans 8, from verse 9 to 17. And there's so much in this just little chapter, or just these few verses, that I actually had to cut my sermon in half, because otherwise we would have been here very long. Um, So I'm going to take out a part of it that I'm going to focus on. But let's read from verse 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. And Christ lives inside of you. Even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. And the Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. And he will give your mortal bodies uh, life. By that same spirit. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by it, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. And now verse 14 to 17, this is what I really want to get to. And this is also the main scriptures for this whole series. So I'm privileged to be speaking today about the main scripture for our whole four-part series. So let's read, pay attention. For you are led by the Spirit of God. You are children of God. So you have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received the Spirit of God when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. 
for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs in God's glory. So we are children of God. He has adopted us. And I don't know if we really understand what that means. What, what does it mean that God has adopted us as his children? And for us to maybe get a little bit of a better idea about that, I want to show you a video clip. It's about adoption. And every time I actually watch this, I, I, I cry. I've watched it quite a few times. I cry every time. It's so inspiring. But it's about a family that adopts all these special needs kids. And I want to see, I want you to see the, the father's heart through this video. So we're just going to watch a part of it. It took me decades to figure this out. There's no physical thing that you can buy that's actually going to give you true peace and happiness. And the pure joy that will come from a, a rescue and a ransom of a child's life is probably the most satisfying thing you can imagine. We talk about adoption. We tell them they're adopted. We kind of tell them, you know, being born into a family, you don't even decide that. It kind of happens biologically. But when you're adopted, your parents looked out at the whole world and picked you. You think that they don't really know the gravity of them being rescued or saved. Then you'll see them in an external setting, like, one of them was in front of 300 people last Friday night, and he tells people that he probably wouldn't be alive if he hadn't been adopted by his family. And those are like the goosebump moments, and you go, he's dead. has 
proven that. It's just like you have a dying boy from Romania or starving kids from Africa, and when you bring them to a place where they can be, I guess, human to the fullest, and that's, that's a generous, generous thing. Family is everything. So you are adopted into God's family. He chose you. It didn't just happen to be his child. He chose you. He accepted you and he loves you. You didn't have to do anything for it. He just loves you. He adopted you. And I think God uses this metaphor of adoption to show us that he loves us, that he chose us. It wasn't up to us. It's up to him. So we are his children. In Ephesians 1, it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, bringing him, um, to, uh, uh, bringing him to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So he planned it long ago already to adopt you into his family, to have you as his child. And he says that it gave him great pleasure. You give him great pleasure. He loves you. You are his child. And you are forgiven. You don't have to do anything for his love to earn it. And you can, because he's your father, you say, Abba, Father. That means it's a, there's an intimacy that you can have with God. Like a, you can go to him as to a father. There's a relationship. So I want to say, like, adoption equals relationship. We can have a relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. And, and in a family, there's certain ways that you would be- behave, right? Uh, you can see if you look at someone, kind of what family they're coming from, by the way they behave. So every family has their own kind of rules, unwritten rules maybe. And, um, and God's family is the same. There's a certain way that you're expected to behave, to love other people, right? And, and it is sometimes really, really difficult to do that. But, but even though you fall short sometimes, even though you don't get it right sometimes, it doesn't mean that you're now kicked out of the family, that you're not a part of it anymore. You're still a part of God's family. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out and do it yourself. It's because Christ has already done it. God has adopted you regardless of what you look like, regardless of what you've done before in your life. He has adopted you just because he wanted you as his child. 
He wants a relationship with you. And, and maybe you are sitting here today and you can't relate to God as your father. Maybe you have had an unhealthy family situation. And it's really difficult for you to respond as God, your father. And I, I want to invite you to, to take time and ask God in your quiet time this week. Ask God to reveal himself as the father to you. To show you who he is and how much he loves you. For God is a good father. He is a good father and he loves you. And God has given us his spirit. He's poured out his spirit on us. And we've sung that song, and that is what this whole theme of today is about, is that we are children of God and we have his spirit inside of us. He has put his spirit inside of us, and it's his spirit that transforms us. We don't have to try and be these good people all by ourselves. It's God's spirit that slowly transforms us and make us more and more into his image, into his likeness. As we have a relationship with him, as we spend time with him, he changes us to become more and more like himself. So God chose you. He loves you. He will fight for you. He cares for you. And his spirit will transform you. It says in the word that it's the Holy Spirit testifies in this verse, testifies that we are God's children. He is the proof that we are God's children. He is the evidence. He is the seal, the signet ring, that we are God's children and that we, have, that we are heirs with Christ. So if we are heirs, we have an inheritance. I'll get to that a little bit later in the sermon, our inheritance that we have in Christ. So if we, like I said, if we are heirs and we have an inheritance, we have certain rights. Now, the rights that we have as children of God, there's two things I want to look at today. The first one is we have certain privileges as his children. You know, we are loved. We can have a relationship with him, come freely to God. And we are protected by him. And then secondly, we have authority. You are a king's kid. You have authority. But let's look at our privileges. So we have the privilege to call God our father. Abba, father. We can just go with him, to him, like we are. We don't first have to fix ourselves we can just go to him like we are, and he will receive us. He just sees the best in us. He wants a personal relationship with you. And the thing is, you are his child. He rules the universe. You are a king's kid. And you're dearly loved by the Father. He will protect you and he will provide for you. Like Caleb, my youngest son, he is three years old now. He jumps on this trampoline like, like a jack-in-the-box, like a crazy, crazy little kid. He, is so, he has so much energy. And he would jump and then he would jump 
or from the trampoline and just like expect me to catch him. And he doesn't realize, um, I mean, his mother has a little bit of a disability. I can't run. I can't really. So I'm just a bit nervous. I'm hoping I can catch him. I'm not sure if I can, but he's trusting that I will catch him. He just jumps. And I want to be like that with God. Just trust that my father will catch me. He cares for me. He will provide for me. I don't have to worry about things. It says in his word as well, he cares for the flowers and for the sparrows and the birds. How much more won't he take care of me? So he will catch you. You are his child, and you have can enjoy certain privileges because of that. And then secondly, you have authority. Now, authority, if you are adopted by God, adoption means you have a change in position. You have changed position. You now have authority if you come into the king's family. Right? You're a king's child. You have power. Now, the word power in the New Testament uh, the word is, now, let's see if I can say it right, dunamis exousius, which means authority, power, or energy. So you have authority, like a policeman, you know, when he's standing in the road and he directs the traffic. People listen to him. They go where he tells them to go, the cars, if he's directing the traffic. But if there's just a random guy standing there in the middle of the road, waving his arms, telling the cars where to go, they're not going to pay any attention to him, right? But because the policeman is dressed in a uniform, he has authority and he has the right to direct the traffic. You're the same. You are dressed in the Holy Spirit. You have God's Spirit over you. So God's Spirit gives you authority you have authority over, to overcome the plans of the devil. And this authority comes, like I said, with the Holy Spirit, clothes, clothes you, and also because you abide in the Father. We, we can't do anything without abiding in Christ. And the Holy Spirit, he, he, we can liken him to oil. He's our oil. If we have a lamp, for example, uh, that burns with oil, like those olden day ones, uh, you have the lamp and you have the wick that goes inside, and you light the wick and it burns, the lamp burns. But if the oil runs out, the lamp burns out. There's no oil left, so the lamp can't burn anymore. It burns out. So the danger... To burn out is when we live without oil. If we're trying to do it all by ourselves and don't do it through the Holy Spirit. If we don't make enough space in our daily lives to be able to be filled by the Spirit, spending time in God's Word, spending time in prayer so that He can fill us up, so that, it, that we give out of our overflow and not just like barely give out of almost like barely scraping the scraps, that we will give out of our overflow. 
And the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of you. That same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. If he can raise a dead man from the grave, then he can enable a living man to live according to his ways. You have a powerful spirit inside of you. God's spirit lives inside of you. You have power. Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive the power of the Holy when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You have the Holy Spirit. You can't confess Jesus Christ as your Lord if you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So if you believe that Jesus is the Lord, then you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You have power. And knowing that you are God's child changes everything. Knowing that you have this power changes everything. Like the story I read this week is... um, Man, he's going to the White House in America. He gets to the gates, and they don't want to let him through. He's not allowed to go inside. But just a few minutes later, there's another man that comes, and he doesn't even have to ask. They just open up the gates for him. But he was the president. So he had the right and the authority to go in. So he was allowed to go into the White House. And then a few minutes later, there's another man that came. And again, they open up the gates for him. But that man couldn't have been the president because the president just went inside. But the man they just opened up the gates for, he was working for the president. He was employed by the president. So he had an association with the president. He had a relationship with the president. And because of that, he had the authority to go inside as well. And it's the same with us. We have a relationship with God. We have, it gives us an authority. Our authority is based on our relationship with God. And the Holy Spirit, he testifies of that. He's our badge to prove that we belong to God. Like the badge that um, um, the guy showed that he is employed by the president, the Holy Spirit is our badge to show. He's our seal and our proof and our evidence that we belong to God, that we are the children of God. You are a child of God. And Jesus said, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, he goes to the Father so that the Helper will come, the Holy Spirit will come. And the same things that he did, we will do because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So we have authority. And we can choose to use our authority or we can choose not to use it. And just... Let our circumstances cripple us and dictate us and let us feel sorry for ourselves. But we actually have the authority to stand up. We just need to decide to use our authority. And that is what I want to challenge us with today. For you to know that you are the child of a king, 
that you are dearly loved and that you have authority to change your circumstances. Jesus had authority over money. In um, Matthew 17, he tells Peter to go pay their taxes, and he, he sends him to go fishing. Now, if I had a money problem, I wouldn't go fishing, right? I'd just go do something fun. I would probably try and, do, try and make the money, right? But Jesus' solution to this whole problem is they need to pay their taxes is, Peter, go fishing. Okay, so Peter obeys, and he goes fishing. The first fish he catches has enough money in his mouth to pay their taxes. So Jesus is Lord over money. He is Lord over your finances. You can read that in Matthew 17 if you don't trust me. But God is Lord over your finances. He is Lord over the spiritual. He has given us authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and that nothing shall by no means hurt us. He is Lord and he lives inside of us. He has come to make his home inside of us. I love that scripture. I just, he lives inside of us. He came to make his home inside of us. We have authority. We have power. So the question is, why don't I see that power in my life? I don't always see that power in my life. Why is that, that I don't see the power in my life? And I think we get that. So we, if we read John 15, we get that answer. Abide in Christ, for apart from me you can do nothing. If we don't abide in Christ, if we don't spend time with God, let him fill us with his oil, then we can do nothing. Because it's not out of our own that we have this authority. It's because we are clothed with the Holy Spirit. We need to spend time with God. We need to come into his presence so that he can fill us up, so that he can be our oil, so that we don't burn out. And I think, well, many of I believe, you all believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we are saved. We are saved. We have enough faith to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. But I don't always know if we have enough faith to live according to faith. We have enough faith to believe, to get saved, but we don't necessarily, we're not living necessarily by faith on a day-to-day basis, trusting that we can trust God. He can use us as his children. So you were saved. Jesus made you a new creation. He gave you a new identity and with that authority. So do you believe that you have authority? That's the question I'm going to ask you. Do you believe that you have authority? And, and I must be honest, I sometimes struggle with that. Oh, it, oh, I do actually. I can change to get into that position to know 
that you can change your situation, that you're not a mere victim to your situation, but you are a king's kid. You can actually rule over your situation. You can speak to your problems because you have the authority to change things. Moving from eating baby food to start eating solid food. So there's a time to pray about your circumstances, but there's also a time to speak to your circumstances. Speak to your situation. Command the situation to change. And in order to do that, you need to believe that you have authority. You need to know in your heart that Christ has made his home inside of you, that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you have the authority to speak to a situation, and it will change. You have authority. And I'm praying that that will become um, like real to you, that that will be a revelation to you, that God will reveal the authority that you have in Christ and that you are a child of God. Can the band please come up for me? And now this morning when I was uh, preparing, um, some feedback I had when I gave my sermon last night to my parents. My parents has arrived. Um, so they're watching our kids at home. And uh, Matthew was that I have too many scriptures. <laughs> I love God's word. So I took away most of the scriptures I had. But then this morning when I was praying and um, spending time with God again, I have gotten yet another scripture. <laughs> so I'm going to share that scripture with you. Because um, I just thought it was so applicable to what we have spoken about today, about that we are children of God, that we have authority in Christ. And it's about Peter as well. So it's in Acts 9. It says, so, um, so Peter went off on a mission to visit all the churches. In the course of his travels, he arrived at Lydda and met some believers there. He came across a man, his name was Ananias, who had been in bed for eight years, paralyzed. And look what Peter does. does. He says, Peter said, Ananias, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. He didn't spend hours praying for him. He walks into that room. The guy's been paralyzed for eight years. People have probably prayed for him beforehand. He walks in there. He says, Ananias, in the Jesus Christ heals you. Get up. Sometimes we need to speak to our situations to see a change. Look what happens. And he did. He jumped right out of bed. Everybody who lived in Lydda and Sharon, so the area around, saw him walking around and woke up to the fact that God was alive and active among them. So this act, Peter acting as a child of God with his authority, telling this man to get out of his bed and get up, changed the whole town and the town next to them to realize that there is a God that is alive among them. 
And I want to see Malma wake up, to know that there's a God among them. So I want to challenge us to actually trust that we have Christ living inside of us, that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, that we have power to change our circumstances. We are not just victims. We are king's kids. We have authority. So prophesy over your business that it will go well with your business. You will prosper in all things. Prophesy over your health. By his stripes, you were healed. Prophesy over your children that God will himself will teach them. Speak God's word over your situation. It might be strange to you to command situations like that. It's like, oh, you know. But use God's word. So find a verse that really speaks to you, that you really feel God is speaking to you. This verse, God is speaking to you personally. And then you take that verse, and in your quiet time with God, when you're praying, Change the way you pray. You can ask for things, but then also go and declare God's word over your situation. Declare God's word. You have authority in Christ. For we have a Father that is so great, that has authority over all things. And His Spirit lives inside of us. So let's change our standing and outlook over our circumstances and over our lives. We are not victims. We are king's kids. And like I said, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Resurrection power lives inside of you. So today, what I want you to remember is, You are a child of God. You are accepted and dearly loved by the Father. And you have authority as His child. So let's change the way we pray. Let's start claiming God's promises over our lives. You are a child of God. You are dearly loved by Him. And the mighty God lives inside of you. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your unconditional love. And thank you for accepting me just as I am. Thank you that I don't have to do anything to be a part of your family. You have already done it. Thank you that you have poured out your spirit on me, that your spirit lives inside of me. And that you've made your home inside of me. Thank you for this amazing intimacy that I can have with you. And today, I want to take one step closer to you, my Father. Help me to see your unconditional love for me. Help me to recognize the authority I have in you as your child. And today, I want to declare this truth over me. I am a child of God. I am a fellow citizen with the rest of God's family. I am chosen by God, holy and dearly loved. 
I am born of God, and the evil one, the devil, cannot touch me. I have received the Spirit of God into my life that I might live freely. I have been bought with a price. I'm not my own. I belong to God. I was chosen in Christ before the foundation of this world to be holy and without blame before Him. I was predestined, predetermined by God to be adopted as God's child. I may approach God with boldness, freedom, and confidence. I have been redeemed, forgiven of all my sins. The debt against me has been cancelled. Christ himself is in me. I've been given a spirit of power, love, and of self-discipline. Amen.